Welcome to the ABA Center for Innovation's Innovation Network Podcast, a podcast dedicated to finding and highlighting the opportunities of the future of law and bringing them into your legal practice today. We will explore new partnerships, unforeseen successes, and reveal the blueprints that are already being used to develop the future of legal. Along this journey, our guests will challenge you to let go of the status quo and dare to imagine a legal economy where creativity and collaboration are the fuel and your new ability to serve every person with a legal need is your financial reward. And now, here are your hosts for the Innovation Network podcast, Joey Gartner and Patrick Pallas. Season three is going to take us in a little bit different of a direction. We're going to spend time focusing on the opportunities and the optimism about the future of the profession. And I can't imagine anyone better to do that with than our co-host for season three, Patrick Pallas. Patrick, welcome. Thank you so much. Uh, such a pleasure to be able to host with you and to be here as part of this. If, if excitement is what you need to begin, I'm so ready. <laughs> Well, we'll start with excitement, but I think let's jump in a little bit by talking about just who you are. Uh, Full visibility, you are a member of the Center for Innovation's Governing Council and active on our communication committee. Yeah, you know, I wear a couple of different hats. And so some people may know me from one place or another. Uh, For some, uh, I'm on the National Conference of Bar Presidents Committee and, and worked on their executive council. And I'm a past president of the Washington State Bar. So I have a, a bar leader a hat that I wear. Others perhaps may know me from uh, GP Solo Magazine. I've been the editor of a couple of editions and been out and write articles regularly there about practice management and COVID and technology and and re-regulation and things uh, like that. You know, for those more around Washington or perhaps in the solo and small practice area, I talk a lot about practice management and growing firms and being a solo and small practitioner and how we can do this and how we can thrive and the tools that we need. And there's just so much there. So, you know, there's a number of things and places uh, that I've had the chance to talk and, and present. And this will be a unique lens, I think, to be able to talk from, because I think the voice I, that, that I'll have here is one as a solo and small practicing lawyer in a small town like Tacoma, Washington. And uh, I look forward to sharing that voice and that lens with you. You and I are both, or well, I was at some point, you are still attorneys in that small practice space. I, I ran a small firm and we were the pure epitome of small suburban town general practice. One of the things that most interests me about having you on it and bringing you into a conversation this year is you are not just a a solo GP attorney, but you are someone who has found a great deal of success and growth in that space. And a lot of reasons where I think many GP solos have seen struggles, you've seen reasons to be optimistic. You know, that's true. People talk about innovation and what that means. You know, Uh, In our firm, we have totally embraced that uh, in finding new ways to represent more people, to bring more value to people, to decrease costs, to grow the size of the firm. We have literally doubled every two years uh, for the last six years, and we have uh, been involved in five different mergers. We have consumed five other law firms uh, to grow. And this is during, you know, during COVID. So I'm here to tell you that there is such huge opportunity, Joey. And I love that we share being from from small firms. But, you know, you have this other piece that comes in, being a director of operations, being a director of intake, and now being the director of the ABA Center for Innovation. If there's anybody who can talk about what operations and management 
look like uh, and solo and small firm practice, Joey, it's you. And I, I think this conversation we're going to have from those two angles and then that unified um, understanding about solo and small practice is going to be terrific. I think it's going to be fantastic. And and to your point, Patrick, I think between your background and my background, uh, there probably isn't a job besides maybe, uh, you know, lumber mill worker that you and I haven't occupied at some point in time between the two of our resumes. So we've got it all covered. Oh, blue collar side of our lives. Yes, that's right. So Patrick, you were talking a little bit here about the growth you've experienced and and what you sort of see as opportunities that maybe we're not accustomed to framing the conversation around, right? I think when we talk about innovation and legal, it's very easy to get our defenses up. What does this mean? What would re-regulation do? What does this innovation impact in a way that may impact my bottom line or my financial stability? But you see that from a different angle, right? But I'll tell you, if we're representing 25% of the people that need us, that means there's 75% of the market out there waiting for us to scale out towards, right? That means there's a lot more work for us to be done. That means there's a lot more people for us to represent. And may I dare I say it on a microphone, there's a lot more money for us to make. Huge success is waiting for those that can find the model, that can find the scaling, that can find the tools, that can put together the resources and the partnerships to just explode across this legal profession. God, I I look forward to this podcast pushing through all those things because look, if there's one thing that I'm going to talk about, it's the huge opportunity out there for every solo and small practice to absolutely succeed and thrive in this market right now and to never be scared. You've listened to the podcast before. We do technical deep dives into a lot of things. This time we want to try something different. And I think to your point, This season is going to be full of people who have found those opportunities, right? Who are finding those successes. What what led you to start thinking this way? Where did this optimistic Patrick who sees the profession this way come from? I was the president of the Washington State Bar, and this is now in 2013. I started in 2012, you know, just seeing what was happening in our state alone and going, you know, county by county and seeing and talking to the courts and talking to the judges saying, gosh, we're so overwhelmed and there's so many pro se's and we can't get our work done. And then hearing the lawyers say, you know, the market's just not what it used to be and we can't make as much money and it's hard to find paying clients. And uh, so the first thing that we did was put together a futures commission to study how do we get our services in the hands of those people that need us. And it didn't take much time to realize that what we needed was a little retooling of our individual practices. We needed a little help to grow scale. We need a little help to see the economics of all this. Once we we got that help, legal profession blooms and people get services and we're all successful. And that was the impetus for me back in 2014 to say, you know, now that I've spent a year and a half doing this as a bar president, I need to do all those inside my practice. So as soon as I came off the bar, I walked into my office and said, guys, we're changing everything. Forget everything you know. Let's do this. And we revamped the office. We tore it up and started from the bottom up with all new systems. We have a unique model, right? We have a unique group geographically. We have a unique group by practice. Um, We have financial limitations, uh, maybe some technological barriers. Um, And so these are all things that um, really are advantages in some way, because I think every solo small practitioner really just wants to do better work and they want to help more people and they want to be successful. And if that's what you want, You've come to the right podcast because that's what we're going to talk about doing. One of my favorite things to talk about 
with our guests on here, and we'll get to do plenty of this, is technology and how you've integrated into your firm. And I want to jump onto something you launched recently, which is a uh, a bit of a joy of mine, which is chatbots. You know, so it's it's one of those things where you blend what does a modern law practice look like with what does access to justice look like, and they're not mutually exclusive. And you don't give up one to do the other or lose money on one to do the other. We created, and I know you're gonna you're gonna cringe. We created a pat bot. I love because it because it's <laughs> it's my firm, right? So the pat bot is there to help people um, in an area of practice of workers' compensation. And so if anybody needs legal services, how to make a letter or dozens of letters or an appeal or pleadings or simply get a case analysis, it's all online by this cute little fella, this Pat Bot, who speaks uh, to you. It's not, it's not a Q&A, read it, off the, read it off the page. He speaks to you, you talk to him, you go back and forth to give it information. And then the Pat Bot creates whatever you need to do to succeed in your case. It's free, it's quick, it's 24 seven, it's 365. And it gives great value to people who otherwise wouldn't get legal services. Um, and of course, a, a lot of those folks will, will use it. And then some call us for advice, we lots of free advice, but it's a beautiful bridge to both expanding your practice, expanding your visibility, and frankly, just giving access to people who need it the most. It's a cool tool because it serves multiple functions. I imagine it's a great way for client acquisition to be something to think about. Yeah, a little bit of tech, uh, a, a little bridge of bridging technology for solo small practitioners can have huge benefit both for the public and for, for you. It's not much exclusive. And I would be remiss if I didn't give a little shout out to Tom Martin and LaDroid this year's 2022 legal rebel. You know, there was a point in time where chatbot technology was pretty primitive, but you're talking about now simple technology that's really robust and come into its own and is really easy from a UI UX perspective to engage with. So a consumer is getting an honest, authentic, not clunky experience, which I think is also part of innovation is designing with your end user in mind. Yeah, the patent bot talks. In fact, I can't tell you how much time it took me to rewrite all the scripts we wrote for the patent bot to make them sound like conversations. Innovation, we always assume is technology, but innovation is a lot of things. It's regulation, it's rules, it's design, it's building cross-disciplinary teams within firms. What are some of the other successes you've seen as you've grown and acquired law firms in an area where a lot of firms are not having that same success? We've partnered with a number of tech companies out there to build tools like the PatBot. We created another tool uh, that if you want to know what your case is worth, it got on our website, you put in some information, it tells you the dollar value of your case. And we found a partner, we made an agreement, and we worked together and put together content, and you know, boom, there it was. You know, we've needed all kinds of systems in our office. You can't scale without good systems. I mean, there's, there's you ask anybody in a big tech company, what's most important? And they say, culture, and then systems, yep. right? Those are the two things that are absolutely critical because if you don't have systems created, you really can't scale. If you can't scale, you can't grow. If you can't grow, you know, you can't make money and you can't leverage what you got. And so I, I think a big piece of finding, you talked about cross-disciplinary partnerships, finding partnerships, finding new ways to do things, looking at ways to scale. And, and here's the key to all of this. And I know you know this, it's just because we're solo small practitioners doesn't mean that any of those things are outside of our abilities to do it. We can all 
do it. And the stories that we're going to share, I think, through so many of our really cool guests we're going to have this season are going to amplify that. And I'm happy, you know, it sounds like a maybe a humble brag, like, look what I'm doing. I don't mean <laughs> it, but I do mean it as an example of like, if I can do this, Jesus, if I can do this, anybody can do this because I am not a computer rocket scientist by any means. I loved the business of a law firm. I loved figuring out ways to design things. I loved figuring out ways to creatively solve problems. I loved exploring what are essentially business solutions, right? Business operational solutions. We deprogram a lot of people's inherent business acumen that you might acquire through other, other aspects of life. And I think one of the most important things that lawyers can build in themselves, like if, if, if you want to invest in your practice and where you want to go, then start developing innovation skills designed around business structures, processes, right? The things that you can build within your firm. That's why I left, you know, the traditional practice model and went out and started seeking out operational and sales, compliance, different roles that really, I felt, filled me out more as a as someone with some business acumen and some sense about how you can structure something as opposed to just learning a practice area and being a subject matter expert. That's good. Someone has to do that, right? But that's not all of it. And with a GP solo, it can't be. Here's something I don't know about you, Joey. Like, I know you read a lot of books. I know you're a guy who masters a lot of knowledge and packs it into that head because you know something about everything. But how often are you reading a legal book about law or law practice versus reading uh, books that are far broader ranging about business or strategy or whatever else? Oh, yeah. No, 90% of my reading is outside of that scope. It's business acumen. It's how do you sell products to marketplaces that are saturated, all these kinds of things, because that's where that's where your skill set can be developed most. That's going to help you grow practices, grow firms, grow businesses, right? Those are the books that I encourage lawyers to read because those are the books that are going to help you find these opportunities and develop these new skills that are going to help you build your firm for the future. I just finished reading, I'm in the last, actually the last 15 minutes maybe of a book by a woman named uh, Cy Wakeman called Ego, that it's all about managing and how to manage your people and how to give people um, motivation to do their job or how to simply grow autonomy. Uh, it's such a great, great book about managing uh, people. Again, doesn't even mention the word law or lawyer anywhere in the whole thing. Most of it actually is about um, her medical practice and working in, in hospitals. Can we talk about some of the really cool uh, people, including authors, uh, that we're going to have on uh, for, for this season? You are reading my mind. So, so one of the things that we're going to change this year from last year that we're really excited about is we're going to change it up a little bit. And we're going to create more of a conversation and dialogue, because as you may have noticed, Patrick and I uh, like to talk about these things. And we want to find people who want to join us in that conversation. And so we're going to be bringing on two guests per episode. Let's bring people together who maybe haven't necessarily been together before in a podcast. I mean, usually podcasts are like deep dive into somebody. And I'd like to not necessarily deep dive into a person, but let's see two really interesting people converse. And let's see what happens with these dialogues from people that maybe don't share the same mic. Now, I know some people share the same mic and I'll just spit out like, you know, two people that are big CEO visionaries, uh, Jack Newton, Ed Walters. Those guys just talked before. I know they know each other, but I want to get them together and let the rest of us have a beer with them and, and, and have that conversation. 
And and let's how about some of the courts? There's really interesting people doing cool things in the court. And Judge Scott Schlegel is one of those. What an innovator down in Louisiana. But can we pair him with somebody who's also been a huge success? Janine Sickmeyer, I think, would be a great uh, host along with, with Mary Judd. Uh, we need you two together. I think it'd be so much fun to have these two together. And Bahar Ansari, I think you need to come on and talk about create creativity and love. And maybe she brings on her partner, Kristen, right? This These can be really great combinations of people. Um, I want to see some of the marketing geniuses out there. Uh, Guy Sakalakis, come join Mark Homer. Let's talk about this amazing market that's being missed. I mean, people who need legal assistance that could be a billion dollars out there that's being missed. I need a marketing guy to tell me, how do we reach out and get those people and bring them into our practice? I think we've got a great set of guests lined up. I think we've got a really cool format. I think we've got a lot of really interesting things to talk about, but I'm going to tie it back to kind of the, the, the major overarching theme that we want to discuss this year, which is there are so many reasons to be optimistic about the future of where this profession and industry can, are, and will go. But if you had to pick one thing right now that you are most excited about, what is it? I'm most excited about the size of the market that no one has learned to get into and the model or models that are going to open those doors. Here's my goal this, this season, Joanne. I think it's yours too. I want to give lawyers, you, your solo and small practitioners, I'm talking to you, as many tools as possible to go out there and friggin' kill it, to kill it. And we're going to talk about that from you know, the smartest of the smart people at the Supreme Courts and, and law professors. And then we're going to talk about people in tech companies and we're going to talk to people that are rank and file like you and I, Joey, who, are, who have been doing it all right. I, I, I think this is going to be a great season. Patrick, if there is anyone out there who's hearing from you for the first time, where can they follow you on social media? Where can they engage with you? Where can they find out more about who you are? Yeah, and we totally encourage it, right? Because social media is such a great place to have conversations and share and to bring everybody in. I, I love to be on Twitter. I am at Palace Law, or you can find me uh, at my firm, which is Patrick at PalaceLaw.com. And Joey, what about you? So obviously, we will encourage everybody to follow the Center for Innovation on Twitter at ABA Innovation. We fundamentally view the center as kind of being the one-stop clearinghouse and educational resource for all the frontier changes that are going on here. So check out some of our cool work there. Well, Patrick, thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you are returning with us this season, I want to thank you for coming back for season three of the Center for Innovation Network. As always, you can follow the Center for Innovation at ABA Innovation on Twitter. And don't forget to share this episode out on social media using the hashtag ABACIN. The Innovation Network is a production from the American Bar Association, the Center for Innovation. Opinions of our guests do not necessarily reflect those of the ABA. Editing for the Innovation Network is performed by Ben Woodson and Joey Gartner. Coming up on Season 3 of the Innovation Network. And our co-host for Season 3, Patrick Palace. Here's my goal this, this season, Joey. I think it's yours too. I want to give lawyers, you, your solo and small practitioners, I'm talking to you, as many tools as possible. And we're going to talk about that from, you know, the smartest of the smart people at the Supreme Courts and, and, and law professors. 
And then we're going to talk about people in tech companies and we're going to talk to people that are rank and file like you and I, Joey. You have put together just an incredible list of guests for this year. So who are some of the people on here that you're most excited about? Jane Rear, Zach Dimiola. Welcome to the Innovation Network. George Saharis and Dan Lear. It's so great to have you on the Innovation Network today. On the Innovation Network today, Judge Scott Schlegel joining us today. And I can't believe I get to say this. Ed Walters and Jack Newton. Aaron Levine from Hello Divorce is on the Innovation Network today with us, Patrick. You can package your service as a product and technology can help you to do it. Um, That leads to efficiency for you, the lawyer, but it leads to something really important for the consumer, and that is an expectation and an understanding of what the cost will be up front. And the very essence of our profession is to provide legal services. Who are you turning away? And what do those people want? And get really curious about that. And what would they pay for? And what would that look like? Step one for me, how about you sit down and identify what your ideal customer or client profile is? Who do you want to be matched with in that matchmaking process? And then ask yourself, if I'm them, how do I be the best position law firm for them to find and for them to do business with? Couldn't be a billion dollars out there that's being missed. I need a marketing guy to tell me how do we reach out and get those people and bring them into our practice.